The Boston Bruins have very few flaws. But until the Stanley Cup is awarded, you just never know what's going to happen. On today's episode, I'm going to talk about some reasons why the Bruins will win the Cup and some reasons to believe they might not. Let's get into it on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. You're Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. Today is Monday, March 6th, and I want to thank you so much for making Lockdown Bruins part of your day every day. We are free and available on your favorite podcast app, as well as on YouTube, so please do smash that subscribe button so that you never miss a thing. If you are on Instagram, Twitter, you can find the podcast at Bruins, and you can find me my dad jokes and hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren, I-A-N-C-M-C-L-A-R-E-N. Okay, the Boston Bruins with the win over the New York Rangers on Saturday, a fairly decisive win, improved their overall record to 49-8-5. They have 103 points an 831 point percentage, and a plus 105 goal differential. Just astounding numbers for the Boston Ruins. They're also 10-0-0 over their last 10 games after going through a bit of a swoon slump around the All-Star break and the bye week where they lost four of five games. That's pretty much the only blip on their record so far this season. Again, their latest win came Saturday against the New York Rangers, in which Tyler Bertuzzi made his debut in black and gold, setting up Charlie Coyle's uh, first period goal, which put the team up 1-0 at that point. He was playing on the third line alongside Coyle and Trent Frederick, and a very impressive debut for Bertuzzi, who also set up David Krejci in the second period, a goal that, or a a puck that rolled on Krejci's stick, could have been his second point in black and gold. Uh, Bertuzzi was thrilled to play in front of the home crowd, started with the anthem, fans were jacked up for this one, and... uh, Wasn't quite as nervous as his first NHL game, but up there, and he felt good about his overall performance. Now, again, the Bruins, formidable in every respect this season, and there is very good reason to believe that this team can and will win the Stanley Cup. Again, they have the 103 points. That's 13 clear Of the second place, Carolina Hurricanes, 831 point percentage, which 
is well above Carolina at 738. They have the second most goals and the second highest goals per game this season, second only to the Edmonton Oilers. And they've allowed the fewest goals by a wide margin, leading the league with 2.08 goals allowed per game. Carolina's next at 2.51. That's almost half a goal fewer per game. Their power play, seventh ranked at the moment, has not been great as of late, but it's coming back with the return of Jake DeBrusque. And of course, they have the number one penalty kill in the NHL, an 86.6% success rate. When it comes to shots on goal per game, they rank ninth, 32.9. Shots allowed per game, they rank eighth. And this is kind of where we'll touch on next segment in terms of some of the more underlying numbers that suggest the Bruins might not be, they're definitely the favorite, but there could be some cracks in their game. But on the surface, the Bruins are without question the best team in the NHL this season. I just saw a tweet from Justin Bourne of Sportsnet who has been on the podcast before. He wrote, the NHL schedule ends in under six weeks. The Boston Bruins have been beaten in regulation eight times all season, just twice at home in 31 games, a 105-plus goal differential. Next to best is the Carolina Hurricanes at plus 57, 10 straight wins, just staggering separation between them and the rest of the league. And they've gotten even better since the trade deadline. Or not prior to the trade deadline, I should say. They added Dmitry Orlov, who has been unreal in black and gold so far. He has, I believe, nine points in five games in black and gold. After recording 19 in 43 games with the Washington Capitals. That's not to say he's going to maintain a near two point per game average, but he's been fantastic. And Garnett Hathaway playing well so far, strong on the four check, leveling some big hits. And he also has a pair of assists in his five games played. Teller Bertuzzi. Early returns are fantastic, and to have a player of his ilk, again, he scored 30 goals, 62 total points last season in 68 games. To have him on your third line is just a cherry on top. Of course, there's some injuries, but we'll touch on that in a moment. So why is there reason to believe the Bruins will win the Stanley Cup? They've just been utterly dominant so far this season regulation wins they have 42 toronto next at 32 regulation overtime wins the bruins are at 47 so only two of their wins have come via the shootout so they're not really padding their win totals with these skills competitions they're legitimately the best team in the nhl One of the best regular seasons 
of all time to date. They're on pace to break the all-time wins record of 62. And yeah, this is the most fun I've had watching a Boston Bruins team in my lifetime, save for, of course, Game 7 against the Vancouver Canucks. That was obviously the highlight. But this team is incredibly dominant, not just the best in the NHL, but putting together one of the best regular seasons of all time. Now that doesn't always translate to playoff success. And I'm going to play devil's advocate here after the break and discuss some reasons why the Bruins might not win the Stanley Cup. But first, a quick word about today's sponsor, which is Athletic Greens. What is Athletic Greens? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you can absorb 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. It's a special blend of ingredients that supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. Now, Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover. Cost them about $100 per day. He created Athletic Greens after experiencing how difficult it was to create an optimal nutrition routine of your own. You can reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, just one scoop in a cup of water every day. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. That's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I want to thank you so much once again for making Locked On Boston Bruins part of your day every day, free and available on your favorite podcast app, as well as on YouTube. All right, what are some reasons why the Bruins may not win the Stanley Cup? Here's the thing. As good as Linus Allmark has been, there's always the concern that the bubble might burst and he may regress from his current save percentage of 938. Boston's save percentage five on five as a team is 93.93, which is tops in the NHL. The only team that comes close, well, two teams that come close, The New York Islanders, 92.99. Dallas Stars tied at 92.99. The Bruins are also second in the NHL when it comes to save percentage. Oh, sorry, shooting percentage at 5-on-5, 9.88. Only Seattle has a better shooting percentage, 5-on-5. Putting those two together, you get what is called a PDO. I'm not sure what the acronym means, if it even is an acronym, but you add up the shooting percentage and save percentage five on five, 
and you get a number for the Bruins. It's 103.8. And the idea around this stat is that teams will generally level out around the 100 mark, or that's where kind of the, that's kind of the mean or the, the middle point. And in fact, the 16th team in the NHL right now, Florida Panthers, 100.1 tied with the Carolina Hurricanes and the Edmonton Oilers, 18th at an even 100. Over time, teams will generally um, come up with a number that levels off around 100. So the Bruins are getting excellent goaltending, like world-class goaltending, five-on-five, and their shooting percentage is also uh, elevated second in the NHL, which means there's always the possibility that they could come back down to earth at some point. These numbers are somewhat unsustainable. If you look at PDO in all situations, it's even higher for the Bruins. They have an 11.5 shooting percentage, a 92.99 save percentage, both of which um, are near the top. The save percentage, number one, shooting percentage is fourth. Their PDO is 104.5. And if you look at some of the other underlying numbers, they're not as strong as some other teams. If we look at, say, shot attempt differential, which is the number of shot attempts you're taking and the number of shot attempts you're allowing, the Bruins, they're way down there, 19th place at 5-on-5, 50.61. So they're allowing almost as many shot attempts for as they are generating themselves. The Carolina Hurricanes, on the other hand, they are generating 60% of all shot attempts in games that they have played this season. Florida Panthers are up there. They're outside the playoff picture, but the New Jersey Devils, Seattle Kraken rounding out the top five. When it comes to shots for five on five, it's a bit better for the Bruins. They're in eighth place with a uh, differential of 52.06. So they're regularly outshooting the opposition. When it comes to scoring chances, the Bruins are ninth. This is at five-on-five play where the majority of the game is played. So in their games, they've generated 52.57 of the scoring chances. Again, Carolina, New Jersey coming in 1-2. Carolina is up over 60%. Let's look at high danger chances, which is kind of – Shots within that home plate uh, area around the net. Again, Carolina first, New Jersey second, the Bruins down in eighth. Add that all up and you get what's called the expected goals. And you're looking at shot attempts, shots, scoring chances, high danger chances. And it's a calculation of how many goals you are expected to score based on all that information. The Hurricanes, 
lead the NHL with an expected goals for of 60.55. Again, in all their games played, the numbers tell you that they should be getting 60% of all goals for in all their games. The Bruins, 7th place at 53.27. So still pretty good, but they're behind some contending teams like Carolina, New Jersey, Toronto, and Edmonton. A couple of teams on the outside looking in, having some really bad luck this season in the Flames and the Panthers. The Flames have been sunk by pretty poor goaltending this season, and the Panthers struggling to score. That's why they are a bit further down and outside the playoff picture. So put that all together, what does it mean for the Boston Bruins? Well, they're getting unreal goaltending right now, which it's well above Linus Olmark's usual production. Is he able to keep that going for the balance of the regular season and into the playoffs? Let's pray that's the case. Could he hit a bit of a wall and fall back down to earth at some point? Maybe. But the Bruins have been scoring at a rate that should be able to compensate for that anyways. And that's where I think the Bruins' strength is. They're not generating as many attempts, high-danger chances as some of their uh, competitors, but they have that experience and the finish. Uh, and the depth to get scoring from all four lines. When Nick Foligno is healthy, if he's healthy, they could have a fourth line with two double-digit goal scorers in him and Frederick. Bertuzzi can score. Taylor Hall, before his injury, was struggling a bit. We know he has another level to reach. Charlie Coyle playing great defensively, but it can chip in offensively as well. Um so altogether, the Bruins are the best team in hockey and by all rights should win the Stanley Cup this season. But you never know what can happen in the playoffs. And there are some underlying numbers that suggest other teams might be able to put it together. It's all about luck. It's all about avoiding the injury bug. Uh, but The Bruins have been so dominant this season. I, for one, am glass half full when it comes to their chances of winning the Stanley Cup this season. Let's talk a bit more about the Rangers game, as well as what's next for the Boston Bruins here in a moment. But first, a quick word about Built Bar. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate, and they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. But while they taste like a candy bar, they also have some amazing macros. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, whopping 17 grams of protein. They are a tasty treat, but they are good for you at the same time. Right now, you can head down to your local Walmart, Pharmacy section, grab a four box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. Or you can go to Sam's Club and grab a 13-bar box of brownie batter and churro. They're delicious treats, but 
you can also feel good because they are good for you. Go grab a box, take a taste, and thank me later. All right, so the Bruins winning once again on Saturday against a team that many believe can contend for the Stanley Cup after adding Vladimir Tarasenko and Patrick Kane prior to the trade deadline. But the Bruins making fairly easy work of the Rangers. Charlie Coyle, like I mentioned, scored. Thomas Noshik with a shorthanded goal, a beauty. Patrice Bergeron kept it going with his 23rd. David Pasternak adding the exclamation point. As the Bruins achieve their first 10-game winning streak since a 12-gamer back in 2013-2014. And that included, in this streak, a trip out west, uh, which is pretty crazy considering all the moves they've made recently, the travel, and a lack of practice time with uh, some of these guys. It was their sixth game in nine and a half days, a lot of travel. It wears on, on you, and that's why it's important that they have three days off here in preparation for Thursday's game against the Edmonton Oilers. One quick thing from the game. Uh, you may have noticed following his goal, Noshik turned and waved to the stands to his wife, Aliska, and his two children. It's hockey day in Czechia, as it happened. Uh, he said it's not easy, especially for his wife, sometimes with the kids at home alone. She gave it all up for him when they moved to the States nine years ago. So it was kind of his thank you to his wife, which was a pretty cool moment. Uh, been doing it since they were in Grand Rapids in the AHL. And it's just a special thank you. I've been kind of underrating his uh, impact on the team. But Montgomery said he's so good at winning draws. It allows them to hold Bergeron and Krejci lines for more offensive situations. He can be off uh, used defensively, him and Charlie Coyle. They've been getting a lot of defensive zone starts and making good on these opportunities. And this was uh, one of Noshik's best games of the season for sure. All right. What's next for the Boston Bruins? Well, like I said, they have three days off here. Uh, they had a complete day off on Sunday. They're gathering for practice here on Monday. They'll do so again Tuesday and Wednesday in advance of the 7.30 p.m. start against Edmonton on Thursday. And it's important because they have three new faces in the mix. They have a couple guys out due to injury. And like I said on the Locked On NHL podcast today, it's kind of a, a mini reset, a mini training camp, so to speak, where they can um, get the new faces more familiar with the system, with Warrior Ice Arena, with the trainers, coaches, and get three good solid practices in before uh, the rest of March really gets nasty with uh, a game every two days and back-to-backs every weekend over the rest of the month. In fact, for those of you on YouTube, I'll just show you here uh, how crazy the rest of the month is. 
So they have this game against Edmonton back to back in Detroit uh, versus Detroit, sorry, home and home this weekend. Then they travel to Chicago, Winnipeg, Minnesota, Buffalo, back to back, Minnesota, Buffalo, back home to play Ottawa, Montreal, and then back to back on a weekend, Tampa, Carolina. Then a couple of softer ones to end the month in uh, our versus Nashville and Columbus. So it's going to be a tough go for the Bruins over the rest of the month. And that's why these three days of practice are huge for the Bruins uh, to get Bertuzzi more familiar with his line mates, to get Orlov more comfortable with whoever he's going to play with, to find the right mix on defense. Matt Grizzlick was out this past game. Don't really love that. Uh, I'd probably have Clifton out of the top six if I were coach, but in Monty, we trust. That's it for today's episode, my friends. Thank you so much for taking some time to listen. Drop a note on Twitter or in the comments if you think the Bruins will or won't win the Stanley Cup and why. And we'll be back here tomorrow with a fresh episode of Locked On Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day.